Welcome. In this video, I'm going to show you how to use the farm records book. So I'm going to assume that you know about the farm records book for management and you know how to get it for free to test it out. If you don't, go back to the other video and check that out first. So also, if you prefer, the Farm Records book is available for sale in a booklet format from the MSU Extension Bookstore for $15. You can get it at your local Extension office also, or you can order it online. This tool has been around for at least 30 years within MSU Extension. Is it the only record-keeping record tool out there these days? Of course not. Is it the best? Maybe not but it may work just fine for you at this time. The only alternative that is really worth recommending is the Telfarm program with Michigan State University, where you can use the PCMARS farm accounting software or QuickBooks and get personalized support from MSU campus and extension folks. There are plenty of other softwares that work great too. So independently from the uh, record keeping system you use, MSU Extension Educators can help you analyze your business, as long as you can put together a few pieces of information. And the Farm Business Analysis is a free service from MSU Extension. So make sure to take advantage of it. Okay, so a downside of the Farm Records book is that it does not have formulas because it was designed to be simple. It will be up to you to add up things right or enter formulas in the spreadsheet yourself. There are other spreadsheets that have formulas and we will talk about those in a future webinar if you're interested. Um, but for now, I'm just going to show you the farm records book for management. These are different ones that I'm not going to talk about today. Just wanted to show you. So let's dive a little deeper into how to use the farm records book. If you've just downloaded it, uh, you can follow along or you can just watch the screen captures that I have here on the presentation. The farm records book has 10 sections as outlined in the index, which is on the home page. On a daily basis, you are only going to deal with pages one through three. On a quarterly basis, you will check your work on page four. Pages five and six have tables that resemble the most relevant tax forms so that you can make a rough estimation of your taxes come November, December. Pages seven through 10 are dedicated to creating financial statements and financial analysis. This is a little more advanced, so we will not focus on these today. Just know that if you want to be able to do farm financial analysis or get a loan, uh, but these pages feel too advanced for you, MSU Extension Educators can create an income statement and a financial analysis for you, which are the last two of these pages, pages 9 and 10. Um, as long as you're able to put together the information for pages seven and eight, which are production reports and the balance sheet or net worth statement. So basically, if you are going to be getting a loan or if you are going to be doing financial analysis of your business, 
even if we are helping you, you will be able to put together pages seven and eight yourself. All right. So each section starts with an explanation. So I am not going to repeat all the explanations now. I'm just going to show you how this is all set up. You can go ahead and read all of that from here when you have the farm records book with you. Now, what we are going to do is go through a simple example. So let's imagine that I am a farmer. It is the beginning of July and I am trying to finish up my second quarter records. I have already completed all of my first quarter work. So that means that I have gone up to page four of, for the first quarter. And as you can see at the bottom of page four, I have checked that my beginning balance plus my income minus my, my expenses are equal to my ending bank balance. So the, the amount of money that I had at the end of the first quarter. So inflows equal outflows. So now that I'm about to finish my second quarter, um, I'm first going to go to page one back again, and I am going to finish entering my June expenses, which were $1,000 in chemicals on the 30th, $1,100 in insurance, and $7,000 in fertilizer on the 25th, $5,000 in fuel on the 26th, 200 in trucking expenses on the 28th, 1,000 in repairs on the 29th, $120 in utilities on the 25th, 150 in storage on the 26th, 200 in supplies and 1,000 in other or professional services on the 27th, 12,000 in taxes and 150 in other or a license on the 28th and 1,500 in seats on the 30th. So these are my June expenses or the, the last of my June expenses. And I just entered them there. Then I am going to add up the categories for the month of June. Everything before June was already entered. So my total for the month of June for chemicals was $1,000. For fertilizer, it's $7,000. For trucking, it's $500. For fuel, it's $5,000. For insurance, it's $1,100. For repairs, it's $1,000. For seats, it's, it's $1,500. For storage, $150. For supplies, $200. For taxes, $12,000. And the total for utilities is 120 and for other expenses, it's 1150, 1150. So then, then I have to add up the total expenses for June. And for my convenience, I have added just a couple of formulas here and there, but you are welcome to delete or change anything you want in your copy. Um, you may also be using the paper version. So, you know, don't worry about formulas if that's not your thing. Uh, but if formulas are your thing, I would really appreciate being able to see what formulas you come up with. Uh, and I also look forward to sharing some of my more advanced spreadsheets with you. But that's going to be for another webinar. So my total expenses for June add up to $30,720 in this example. I do also have an employee, 
which was not counted in the above expenses, so I have to add that. His gross pay was 2100 and these are all his deductions and withholdings. I also bought a truck, so I'm entering that in the business property section. And if I would have borrowed and or repay, repaid any loans, I would enter that in the last table of this page, page one. But I don't have any, so I'm going to skip that for today. And now I am going to enter my income on page two. All the what we did before was expenses. Now we're going to income. I had $5,133 in ag program payments on the 25th. $224 in pet divs on the 26th and sales of oats for 258 on the 25th, corn for two, for 400 on the 26th, straw for 220 on the 27th and hay for 180 on the 28th. Then I add each category for the month of June. So 224 in pet divs, 5,133 in ag program payments, 258 in oats, 4,000 in corn, 220 in straw, and 180 in hay. And the total of operating expenses for June, adding all of the, those up, is $10,015. But I traded in an old truck when I bought the new one. So I enter that in the sales of business property section, including some information about depreciation as explained in the instructions. So once I do that, my next step is to account for personal income and expenses. All we did before was business. The farm records book does not really have a place to track these transactions, the personal ones, in detail. All it has is on page three, space to enter some expenses that are relevant to taxes. My advice is that you try and keep track of your personal transactions just as good or as detailed as you do your business transactions. And I have some tools for you to do that if you want me to share in a future webinar. But, uh, the logic of the farm records book is to calculate your personal expenses as a difference between what you had at the beginning and what you have now, taking into account any off-farm income and your farm income and expenses. So it's not my preference, but that's another way to do it. Well, this month, I know I paid for health insurance $500 and I went to the knee doctor and paid $1,131. So once I've entered these transactions for June, I am ready to go to page four and do the second quarter closeout. Um, so since this is broken down by quarters, I have to go back and add the transactions for April, May, and June, the second quarter, for each income and expense category and enter those totals in the second column in page four. Once I do that, I'm going to go to the bottom table and I'm going to enter my beginning and ending cash balance. And I am basically going to do the math to see if I have accounted for everything. This will be the moment to enter transactions that have not been accounted for up to this point, such as any non-farm income and expenses. 
gifts, inheritances, and savings. Page five of the farm records book copies Schedule F, so you can try and estimate and manage your taxes at the end of the year. If you have been using the farm records book, you should have all the necessary information for that form. Page six copies the information requested in form 1040, Schedule one, Schedule A, and Schedule SE. Note, notes that these forms that you'll find in the farm records book are not official forms and you may need to file more than these few forms. These are just the most common ones. Um, so just take them as an example uh, or, or a guide for you to manage your taxes. You also can do a Google search and uh, try to find, you'll see that many people have been unofficially copying IRS tax forms into Excel for a long time. The IRS, however, does not publish or endorse any forms in Excel. So all of this is unofficial for you to be able to manage your taxes. So I hope this information was useful and I look forward to seeing you at the next tax webinar or farm record keeping webinar we do. Please stay in touch. Let me know if you need anything, if you have suggestions and thank you very much for uh, watching. Bye.